Thank you for visiting the Queen's catalog. Mind the roses, please. Hello, everyone. This is Glynis O'Donohue. Thank you for listening to the Queen's Catalog. Uh, today, I am sitting with Andy Smith, who is an arts journalist uh, here in Charlotte. I don't know why I sounded unsure of that. <laughs> um, today, for those of you who are listening for the first time, uh, the premise of this podcast is uh, Andy has picked three dates in a question-a-day journal that I have already completed, um, and we're going to have a candid conversation about his answers to those questions. Uh, if that doesn't make sense, it will if you keep listening. So, Andy, please tell us your first date you picked. I picked my youngest daughter's birthday, which is May 24th. All right. Okay. So, the question is, what motivated you today? Oh, wow. Um, you can answer that for today. Wow, for today. Uh, what did you put? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm nosy, and it's right no, here. please. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, no, I mean, that's, yeah, I, that's the only reason I ever, I ever work out. Uh, she put looking good. I really want to point, sorry, to, is that okay that I told them yeah, that? Yeah, Sure. <laughs> Just to clarify, um, Andy and anybody on this podcast is allowed to look at my answer, so he was reading those. Well, I would say the thing that motivated me today um, was probably the, the person uh, whose birthday this is, May 24th, my youngest daughter, but she woke me up. And so uh, the first thing I thought about was her. And then her sister followed her, as always, um, who shares the same room and is the three. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, as cheesy uh, or as predictable as it is, children um, being motivated. I'm, I'm very motivated these days by my family. And um, I, I think it's interesting. I think a lot of my 20s was... Um, my ambition was uh, consisted a lot of anxiety, yeah. um, whether it was uh, fear of missing out if I don't go to this arts event, if, I, if I'm not seen there, well, if I'm not on brand, yeah. if people, you know. If, um, but the uh, older I get, I'm in my 30s now, and the, the older I get, um, the more it's. I mean, it's it's not only you know my family, but it's also just the love of looking at art and the privilege of looking at art. And so I get up every day thinking like, what am I going to see today? Today. Um, but yeah, today in particular, it was little Margot that got me up. Can I ask a follow-up question? Sure. Um, what do you do when you wake up and you are not motivated? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, oh, that happens. We all, have those we all have those days. Some days are just bad writing days. I just can't write today or can't write anything good today. Um, and I think you have to be, I think you have to be ready. I mean, music, of course, um, kind of, I am somebody who always, I like chaos rather than silence. Um, that's where I'm able to focus is if there's stuff going on around me. So go to a coffee shop, um, or listen to music. That's, um, active music, usually not lyrical music because then I kind of get that works its way into the stuff too much, but I'll listen to, bebop jazz or something more orchestral or something that kind of um ambient, ambient yeah something that inspires me and um i'll find motivation in hearing or experiencing something that's incredibly creative and um i get sometimes it's it's purely out of jealousy of that creation that i'm like this i i want to do something kind of at least right. aspiring to be that good yeah. um shooting to be that good um but you know who often you knows how often that happens but yeah i i think i think really i find motivation in the in the in the art itself yeah very cool and yeah. we skipped usually i ask 
you to describe how you and I met. So we totally oh, skipped yes. that part, but we can yeah. do that before we get to the next date. Yes, we met. What? Oh man, um, because writing about Charlotte Theater, I feel like we've met. For, I, I, you know, it's a collection. Cause I, I, it's difficult because I think the first time we met was for a Donna Scott Productions interview, interview with um, all of you behind right. that company, and that was a couple years ago. But also. You did something with XOXO that was a good year right after that, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I think this was a Donna Scott Productions. I think this was the um, Revolutionary Era. No, no. Which which was this? Shiloh, the... Yes. The Reenactors. Yes. It's when you guys, when you all first went to uh, Charlotte Art League. Yes. It was like your first production there. And by the way, I said you guys, referring to all females. I'm still working out if that's okay or not. I'm from up north, and that's what we say. Yeah, I know. Me too. Well, I'm from northern West Virginia, where it's like used guys or Pittsburgh area kind of thing. Yin's guys. (laughs) But I I actually have talked to a lot of the females in my life lately about whether or not you guys is problematic or not. And I'm still, I don't know, guys. I'm trying to check it. I'm trying to check myself. (laughs) Help me out. As long as you're, I think, being thoughtful about it is more important. What's our second date? This would be uh, my wife's birthday, which is October 12th. All right. The answer, uh, question is one word for today. Wow. Um, gosh. Well, uh, okay, I would say, I would say, hmm. Don't overthink it. Just Okay, for my first my first thing I, I thought it was a phrase which is abstract expressionism because I wrote about a Robert Motherwell piece this morning and wow. Mother, Robert Motherwell was an abstract expressionist um, who's locally represented by Joel Melberg Gallery in Cotswold if you need a local <laughs> angle but this was for a uh, national publication um, but it was a just a piece about his work and, and all that kind of stuff um, and, and, and um, his elegies if anybody is an art nerd out there um, and that work so yeah does, I, I'm not familiar with his work. Mm-hmm. Does it does today visually look like any of his work? <laughs> uh, it's not as vibrant. Uh, I mean, well, he did some drab stuff. Um, it's, yeah, it's yeah vibrant, I, I think, you know, and I, we were talking a lot about finding focus in the chaos, and I will say nothing grounds me. Nothing is more chaotic than... Um, some of the paint than the work that came out of Motherwell's era. You know, this is this is a guy that was in the New York school with Jackson Pollock and all those guys. Gotcha. And so I will say if I it's also to bring it back to the first thing, mm-hmm. if I need a if I need something to focus on, um, I often will sometimes dip out of the office and go to a gallery or a museum that I know has a abstract show and I'll go yeah. there and, and get lost for a little bit. So today's phrase is abstract expressionism. Um, yeah. Look yeah. it up. And, and you're, yeah, you're welcome, Queen's Catalog listeners. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Sure. All right, what's the final date? It would be my oldest daughter's birthday. I am such a goofy dad. Sorry. November 12th. Don't, don't ever apologize for being a good dad. All right, the question is, is there anything missing from your life? Oh, sure. Yeah. You're missing. Uh, that's what I call myself. <laughs> actually, 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 I love that. Uh, wow, um, that is such a big question. Um, I also love how like you keep picking your daughters who are like, fulfilling things, but it's like what's missing. What's missing? <laughs> um, wow. Um, you know, I think it's hard to it's hard to answer that. Um, 
I feel... Do you want to know mine today? Sure, yes, please, you first. I feel so guilty about this, but, like, my knee-jerk reaction was money, which has never been... Money, like, yes. Becoming yeah. a parent has made me, like, more of a capitalist yes, than yes, I have yes, ever yes. been. Yes, I, I write about art for a living, so, yeah. yes, money is always <laughs> missing. Um, yeah, money, uh, sure, yeah. And I'm married to a teacher, so... Um, no, I, yeah, that, and I think I'm always... I mean, we talk, I talked about anxiety as a motivating factor earlier. I think that's, for me, like... I, I, at this point, I'm collecting things that I'm always thinking about what I haven't written about or who I'm missing. I would say what's missing in my life is is more and more presence of people that aren't like me. And, and, and you know, I, I, I am one of those people that likes to think of myself as having a pretty diverse exposure. Just because of the nature of my job, being able to talk to lots of different kinds of people. But I think... I'm more and more convicted about it. Uh, The more and more I've thought about identity in the past few years, or even the what comes with what's what's uh, part of my brain chemistry being you know being a white cisgendered male in America, and the fact that I can never stop learning because of that, because I've I've been so insulated and so long for so long and privileged, sort of this outer shell of privilege that I, I I feel like I'm always missing perspective and I always need to catch up and um, and so yeah I'm all I'm, I'm missing more perspectives that aren't my own I think uh, and so I hope to get more of that today and tomorrow and the next day um, and, and you know honestly art is 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 one of my favorite avenues for that right, um, entry point. It, it is yeah. whether it's writing or um, visual, you know, and that's the thing right now. There's there's so much good art, and it's and it's, you know, we've had this history in my field of of glorifying or, or writing and focusing on the uh, old white dudes. But I think that is actively being rewritten in uh, art criticism, and um, it's really fun to be in a time where we're having this sort of existential. Um, relationship to our art history and yeah. sort of thinking about what we do, what we add to it, and how we can rewrite it. Um, but personally, too, uh, you know, I, I think a few times a week, I, I think something problematic catching myself saying, you know, oh, this is weird. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's weird that's in there. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I, that'll continue to happen, I think. And so I'm well, always I'm missing perspective. Irish, half Peruvian friend. He'll bring you some. Ethnicity. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I think I think that is, you know, and, and being in the arts yourself as well. I, I I have a question. I cannot help but ask a question to you. Yeah. Um, and that is, do you feel like you have a an advantage in in in, in your capacity for empathy because you've played so many characters over the years. Do you think that's helped you be able to access the feelings and perspectives of others sooner? You think, you think that's added? Do you think that it aged you in a way? Totally. And I really like that question. I think, um, you know, empathy is an, an actor's to- tool. Mm-hmm. I mean, besides the voice and the body, which are your physical tools. Um, yeah, Absolutely. And I have never articulated it that way, but that's a great way to put it because your job, you know, there's all this, you know, training. It's like, don't speak about your character, speak as your character, you know, 
So instead of saying, my character would do this, because you're automatically judging them. So the best teachers I have had have told me to not judge the characters you're playing. Mm. Um, and the more life I live, the less I'm able to judge any character. Mm. Uh, because everybody's doing something for a reason that they think is just or uh, justified. Right. So absolutely. Absolutely. I think yeah. everyone should have to play pretend <laughs> right. once in a while. I, I was watching this interview with Ray Liotta on this, uh, it was this podcast. Um, and he was talking, this guy was asking him about this character he played. He's like, so why did you take the role? Did you like him? He's like, no, I didn't like him. What, what kind of person would like this person? He's yeah. like, that's not, you know, I, he, hearing people talk about how their most valuable tool, like you could, you could watch an actor on stage and tell that they're not saying, where's my line, where's my line, where's my line, there's my line. You're like listening being such an yeah. important part of the actors being present. And I, I wonder too, because you, you've done improvisational stuff as well. Yes. And which to me lot. seems like a completely different side of your brain that you're using. Are you, do you feel like, uh, as somebody who, uh, like, are, what part of yourself are you letting go when you decide that, is, is there, is it trust when you get on stage with other actors as an improvisational group versus a, uh, maybe a cl- more classical play that you're doing? Do you have to trust the people that you're going on stage with before you can really submit to your, submit yourself to them in that way? Yeah, absolutely. I think an improv, and it's why I always go back to improv, because if you're, if I'm honest with myself, every good improv scene that's ever happened, like set up, yeah. has already happened. Sure. So you know you're not going to improv to see a scene that has never played out on and on stage before, but you're going to see two people letting go of their filters, or mm. two or more people, and trusting one another, and not trusting one another to be good, but just you know if if you know we all what my husband has a t-shirt that says something like either we all swim or we all sink and there's mm. something really beautiful about watching improv work together you know mm. to see everything remembered and um, everyone really listening and there's also something kind of glorious about watching two people bomb together right. um, because you know to really just commit to it and not the worst thing to see is to see someone check out of an improv scene to me and like leave that person <laughs> dangling out the dry yeah. yeah I mean I tried stand up in college think, briefly I and I bombed twice and there is that thing of like everybody told me that's a good comic that I've ever interviewed they say I knew I was supposed to be a comedian because I bombed and I stuck with it and I knew I had to get back up there and I said I knew I wasn't going to be a comedian because I stopped yeah. <laughs> and I said this is horrible and I, I also wonder like because you you talked about this we talked about this missing question mm-hmm. and sorry I didn't mean to shift into question mode here but uh when you talk about this thing finding something missing in your work when you are literally giving performances away every night and they just sort of dissipate i mean they stay in the memories of the viewers some of the most meaningful experiences of my life have been watching theater i saw miss saigon a couple months ago on broadway and that you know and and watching that i mean i still i think about it once a day um but you are in a way we talked about this before we started recording it kind of it, it kind of dissipates yeah. it, it's kind of done and then you how do you not constantly feel like something's missing if your work has such a definitive start middle and end I don't that is a really good question and I think people who make theater their career for their lives are in constant search of that mm. not that you know you can't be content um, 
but I read, I actually read an Oscar Wilde quote this morning about how, and he thought that theater was the most effective way that one person could relate to another about what it means to be a human. Mm. So it's something that, you know, because movies and shows can absolutely move us and connect us, but there's just something about being however many feet from a living, breathing human who is showing you a picture of what it's like to be a human in real time. Um, And like you said, there are things that just stick with you and like Miss Saigon there are so many visual images and that's what I like about working with XO is that there are these visual representations where you're not sure why but something in your animal body is like me too I know that Um, yeah I I think XOXO I mean I remember watching Bohemian Grove for the first time and going out there was there was there were a lot of things where I couldn't quite articulate even writing the review I'm still not happy with that review I originally wrote which always happens but thinking about things I had to process a couple weeks later or I had to think about later and Matt Cosper the the man behind XO well one of the collaborators behind XO probably the primary the the leader of the group um, I feel like has this knack this talent and for they're not hidden or subliminal messages but they're little moments that are so human and so fleeting just like mm-hmm. our interactions are throughout the day yeah. but they're <laughs> against this surreal backdrop or you're in the middle of the woods and there's somebody playing the ukulele yeah. and, and you're beside a fire but there are these things that I'm there was a there was a moment that I, if he brings back the show I'm I'm sorry for spoiler alert right. spoiler don't listen alert. to the next 10 20 seconds but there's a moment where you are taken into a dark room did you do Bohemian Grove at any yes, point um, you weren't but you weren't in it right mm-hmm. okay because um, you did two runs of it right and they had different actors for each one but anyways you enter this room and, and there's this little light and this guy sitting at a table who sits there and kind of tells you how valued you are um, and hugs you and everything and I more so the thing I was most curious about was how that process went for everybody like who who how did some people react how did and i realized that i was like wasting because you that what moment. that moment because right after that you go out into a field and you look up at the stars and you're supposed to contemplate and then i realized oh i really screwed that up by thinking like a journalist and trying to be like okay i wonder how this did some people not like the hug you know some people are not touchers some people and so I, it was a good reminder to me. It was like a personal lesson that you couldn't really articulate into a review. At least I didn't have the um, the the mindfulness at the time to work it into the review of like, oh, you should really be, especially in immersive theater, be as immersed as possible and let it kind of envelop you. Because what other avenue gives you something like that, that kind of gift? Um, and also I think XOXO also provides like – it's one of those – theater groups in town i think um don scott productions also does this are, are picking things that are very relevant to now very part of the conversation that's happening in charlotte right now mm-hmm. and while i love musicals and i love escapism i feel like i've had those productions have been some of the most um uh, vulnerable that i felt after seeing theater locally and it's also the small audience experiences which i can't stress enough how much better that can be sometimes yeah. and now do you as far as right now and Tell me if it's if this is too personal, but as a as a parent, how do you feel like that is going to add to your performance? I think, I mean, I think it's gonna when I get back to performing, right. it's gonna be provide so much more depth because for me, you know, you kind of 
are starting with an entirely new person mm-hmm. experiencing the world. And like this week, for example, my son started making sounds instead of just low-level whining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's figured out his tongue <laughs> yeah, is yeah, a yeah. thing, and it's like, yeah. it's this weird for me. It's this weird putting down of my own childhood because now mm. I get a whole yeah. other swing at childhood, and you know, just a whole other perspective at it. So I know it's going to um, make me so much better because mm. it's going to take me out of my own head and out of my own ego because those for me are always the things that get in the way oh, yeah. of a good performance you know it's that thing of like waiting for my line waiting for my line <laughs> instead of I'm listening right and if and if I'm present the line will come because that's the only thing that can happen next because mm. that's that's how I try to stay you know I'm one of those like crazy eyed actors that's like stay with me <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well, have, have you have you bombed improv wise before oh totally I, I do it all the time. I think you've got to do it. I call it feeling on fire. Um, <laughs> there was uh, a moment in a dress... Ro- no, it was, I think it was a show where, like, everybody um, forgot... This is a show show. Forgot yeah. the line, and we were all just standing there, and I felt, I, I felt so on fire. And the thing that I love about bombing is you... I've never felt more alive than when... Mm. Because you you don't know what's gonna happen next. There's ocean sounds in your ears. Your heart is beating, but like mm-hmm. totally, can, yeah. I all the time in improv, like I I try different things at rehearsal, and they're often bad. Like mm. really not generous characters. Like I'm like I'm gonna be Chris Farley in this <laughs> right, rehearsal, right, right. and everyone was like, "What are you doing? That's terrible!" And I'm like, I just had to try it because I think you need to know what it feels like. Right. Because to pretend that they're, you know that there's always it's always going to be a perfect show is kind of stupid but I do think improv wise like it's either really good or really bad like there's no medium is most of it bad? not well maybe (laughs) I don't know I mean as a critic I would say most art is not successful and that should motivate people right but not successful successful is the wrong way to put it because success is such a subjective thing but as far as the classical metric of good art and bad art I do think most visual art from a critical standpoint is not great right Um, and so uh, you know it seems like when that make to me it would make the moments where it's a success even that more powerful and that more potent yeah for Uh, sure but do you also have a thing of like for me when I became a parent? I'm sorry for all the non-parents listening to this. Don't maybe bother. maybe just growing up, I think maybe I, I I'm probably just late to the game on this. But to me, it, it's changed the stakes. It's mm-hmm. changed like perspective. It changes the bad days. It's yeah. like it, there's a um, not that it not that you don't you care less, but you do realize how quickly life moves and how quickly life moves on from failure yeah. and how how important it is to kind of be ready to perform again does that make yeah. sense yeah you there's no i mean you can't take time to dwell but yeah all the time you're taking dwelling you are not living and not being present right so just dwell in the shower that's yeah. what i do <laughs> my showers have become so long <laughs> yeah. i think about being in middle school and trying something on stage that didn't work uh-huh. or i think i think about every time every time i was ever dumped it all it all comes back in the oh, shower it's healthy goodness. right yeah absolutely just, just not at night before you trying to fall asleep right well, thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you so much. Andy, What? how can we find you in the social yeah. media world? Plug time. Um, I am on all social media channels. I am at Andy Talks Art. 
Um, and you can also follow my stuff on Charlotte Magazine's website or please pick up a print issue because that's always better mm -hmm. or High Fructose's website uh, for which I manage their blog um, and that's a little bit more visual art influence but if you want to know what's happening in Charlotte specifically uh, charlottemagazine.com all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed this, please rate and subscribe on iTunes. Um, and if you'd like to be on the Charlotte, uh, no, the Queen's Catalog, I do remember the name of my own podcast, uh, just hit me up. I'm on Instagram. And uh, goodbye, Charlotte, for now. That sounded really fun. <laughs>